Following is a class given by His Holiness Jaya Patakaswami Maharaj on May 3rd, 1988 at New Dam in Atlanta, Georgia, USA. The class begins with a reading from the Chaitanya Charitamrita, Maji Leela, chapter 14, verse 101 through 116 and continues with a reading from the Srimad Bhagavatam, 5th Canto, Chapter 1, Verse 28. Prabhu Sangeta Rupadhi Kitanu Adhari Dikti Dik Nahi Gana Penera Bonai then devotees like Sarukamada and other Kirtan and performers began to sing along with Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Being unbated with ecstatic love, they lost all consideration of time and circumstance. E mata koto khan, kori bona lila, narendra saro vare gela, kori te jola kela. After thus performing pastimes in the garden for some time, we all went to a lake called Narendra Sarovara and there enjoyed sporting in the water. Dola Kriya Kori Kuna, I love Jane, Bhutana Lila Kaila Prabhu Loya Bhaktagana. After sporting in the water, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu returned to the garden and accepted Prashad with the devotees. Navodhima Gundi Chate, Rohe Jagana, Mahaprabhu Vaikulila Kori Bhaktasad. For nine continuous days, His Lordship Sri Jagannath Deva stayed at the Gundicha temple. During this time, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu also stayed there and performed the pastimes of His devotees that have already been described. Jagannatha Balabna, Bodo Pushparam, Navadina Koren Prabhu Tataya Bhishram. The garden of His, of his pastimes is very large and was named Jagannath Balava. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu took his rest there for nine days. Hira Panchamir Din Aila Janya Kashi Mishre Kohe Raja Sarjatna Kodiya. Knowing that Hira Panchami festival was drawing near, King Prataparudra attended the talk of Kashi Mishra. Allo Hira Panchami, Hove Lokira Bijoy, Vaiche Uttav Koro Jano Kaguna Bijoy. Tomorrow will be the function of Herala Panchami or Lakshmi Dijoy. Hold this festival in a way that it has never been held before. Report. This Herala Panchami festival takes place five days after the Rath Yatra festival. Lord Jagannath has left his wife, the goddess of fortune, and gone to Vrindavana, which is the Gundicha temple. Due to separation from the Lord, the goddess of fortune decides to come to see the Lord at Gundicha. The coming of the goddess of fortune to Gundicha is celebrated by Hira Panchami. Sometimes this is spelled as Hara Panchami in the section known as Ativari. The word Hira means to see and it refers to the goddess of fortune going to see the Lord. The word Panchami means the fifth day. And it's used because this takes place on the fifth day of the moon. 
महोत्सव करो तो चमरास As there are in my storehouse and in the deity storehouse. Dvaja bindha pataka ganthai koroho mandan nana badho nitto dolai koroho sajan. Collect all kinds of small and large plates and ringing bells. Then decorate the carrier and have various musical and dancing parties accompany it. In this way, decorate the carrier attractively. You should also double the quantity of prasad, make so much that it will even surpass the Rathyatra festival. Seto kuri ho prabhu loya bhakta gaan, svachande asya joyche korena darasan. Arrange the festival in such a way that Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu may freely go with his devotees to visit the deity without difficulty. Prato kale Mahaprabhu nijogana loya jagannatha darshan koilo sundara chole joya jaya. In the morning, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu took his personal associates with him to see Lord Jagannatha sundara chola. Sundarachala Prabhupada explains is the Gundicha temple. The temple of Jagannath at Jagannath Puri is called Nilachal, and the temple at Gundicha is called Sundarachal. Sometimes it's like the devotees sing, "Jai Jagannath, Jai Jagannath, Jai Jagannath, Jai Jagannath, Nilachala Chandram, Prabhu Jagannath, Jai Jagannath, Jai Jagannath." Nilachala Chandra Amu Prabhu Jagannath. Amu is Oriya language. My, my Lord, Nilachala Chandra. He who is the moon or the the Lord of Nilachala. My Lord, Jagannath. All glories to you. And they say Sundar Chola Chandra Amu Prabhu Jagannath. The Lord of Sundar Chola, which means Lord of the uh, the moon or And Lord of Sundar Chola, Lord of Bindavan, Lord Jagannath. These are code words. Even Jagannath Puri. Nila Chola Ayala Puna Bhakta Gana Sangi Deki Te Utkanta Hira Panchami Rarangi Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and his personal devotees returned to Nila Chola with great eagerness to see the Hira Panchami festival. Asi Mishra Prabhure स्वागत Therefore, mildly smiling, he began to question Sarup Damodar. Anyasya mapi jaya yam 
ಸಂಯಾಭೂತ್ರಾಸನುತ್ತ All of them took, later took charge of Manvantra millenniums. Purport by His Divine Grace of Aishri Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. In every day of Brahma there are 14 Manvantaras. The duration of one Manvantara, the lifespan of one Manu, is 71 Yugas. And each Yuga is 4,320,000 years. Almost all the Manus selected to rule the Manvantaras came from the family of Maharaj, Priyavrata. Three of them are particularly mentioned herein, namely Uttama, Tamasa, and Raivata. Thus in the Bhaktivedanta Swami translation of purport, to text 28, chapter 1, canto 5 of the Srimad Bhagavatam. Maharaj Priyavrata is a very great uh, soul. And from here many of the uh, Three of his sons, actually, Kavi, Mahavira, and Savana, remained totally celibate and achieved the Paramahamsa Ashram. They, Prabhupada Bhagavatam explained, that they completely controlled the activities of their senses and became great saints. They concentrated their minds always upon the lotus feet of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, who is the resting place of the totality of living entities and who is therefore celebrated as Vasudeva. Lord Vasudeva is the only shelter of those who are actually afraid of material existence. By constantly thinking of his lotus feet, the three sons of Maharaj Priyavata became advanced in the pure devotional service. By the progress of their devotional service, they could directly perceive the Supreme Personality of God, who is situated in everyone's heart as a super-soul. and realized that there was qualitatively no difference between themselves and him. So Tavi Mahavir Savana were three sons, here another three sons, Uttama, Thamas, and Raivata. Between these thirteen sons and one daughter, some of them achieved the Paramahamsa platform, they took sannyas and became Paramahamsas, and the others, many of them became uh, Manvantaras, or rulers, of the Manvantara age. The Vedic time period, Prabhupada mentions here, is uh, measured in Yugas of 4,320,000 years, and 71 Yugas is equal to the lifespan of one Manu. So you can calculate how great is the lifespan of a Manu. Here in the United States of America, the president gets to rule for four years and gets a re-election for another four years. After eight years, he must retire. If he became a vice president, he can last for maybe 11 years. He can almost go for 12 years if he just happened to, you know, your president, you're a vice president, the president dies, you finish his term, and you get elected twice. But uh, here we see that Lord Manu's term is 71 yugas. Prabhupada explained that a lot of people, especially in India and 
in America to some extent, a lot of people like government service because you get a lot of side benefits. Why do people join the army and the government? You get, you know, various uh, like uh, pensions and uh, allowances, housing allowance, some job security is there. Private business may get more money but could always go bankrupt. Register uh, Section 11 of the Bankruptcy Act or something. But uh, government, well, that's pretty secure. The Prophet said that actually we're working in the, I mean, this government, like America has been around for a couple hundred years. Before that, it was, this was under the British government. Louisiana was under the French government. And uh, Louisiana, in fact, before that was under the Spanish government. Before that, it was under whatever government was there, the Indians, the local Cherokees and Apaches and whatever type of Indians were here in America. And uh, who knows who was before that. These are very quickly changing governments. America's only been around a little bit over two centuries. But the uh, Vedic culture is not just something which is going on since four or five thousand years. Even though the Vedas are written down for our benefit in this Kali Yuga five thousand years ago, the culture the, uh, is eternal, timeless. The knowledge is handed down by the different Manus. We said yesterday, someone referred to the Bhagavad Gita, the Krishna spoke the Bhagavad Gita at the beginning of this entire millennium. And the, there's 14 Manus in one millennium, or Day of Brahma. And at the beginning of this millennium, Lord uh, Krishna spoke the Bhagavad Gita to the Vishwan, who is the present sun god. Then the Vishwan spoke it to Manu, and Manu spoke it to Ishvaku, and Ishvaku in this way, the knowledge came down. So, Manu also directly got the science of Bhagavad Gita millions and millions of years ago. So someone phoned me up and asked that the Vedas are 5,000 years ago, or we, we say they're the oldest, but the, the uh, Jewish scriptures they claim to be uh, 6,000 years. So are these older or what's it? And in the Bhagavad Gita explained Krishna, I gave the same knowledge millions of years ago. So it's not that it's new. So although Krishna consciousness has come here to the West, only by brought by Prabhupada in 1965, that means that it's about 23 years from here in the West, in this recent era. Knowledge is not new. It's just that because this particular part of the world is a bit backward, they don't know about the history of the universe. They know just about the recent history of the last few hundred or thousand years. Therefore, they don't, uh, are not acquainted with the uh, Vedic culture. Actually, our movement is meant to educate the people, educate them in the science of Krishna consciousness and the history of the universe, history of the world. Every Purana, 18 Puranas, every Purana has a history of creation, history of the world, in short, from different angles and different viewpoints. And this way, yeah, say it's something very important that people should know the history. You know the history of the world, then that actually can give us a proper perspective. People, modern day, they don't 
know that they have such a very large and important agenda to uh, perform in this sojourn in the material world. And that during this life they have the most important uh, agenda of becoming Krishna conscious or understanding the science of Krishna conscious. So Lord Chaitanya Nityananda Prabhu, Vitae Gora Chandra, they came down in this Kali Yuga only 500 years ago. If you consider this by the calculation of Manus and Brahmas, 500 years ago is not even a drop. It's like a blink. Even the Kali Yuga is 432,000 years long. We're only 5,000 years into the Kali Yuga. We're just uh, uh, ending the twilight. We're still in the twilight zone from the Dwarpa Yuga. It's just now Kali Yuga is starting to manifest more and more every day. So, we can extend that spiritual presence of Lord Chaitanya very easily. Now is the opportunity to turn the, the dials of the time clock and uh, bring back spiritual atmosphere by <coughs> propagating the message of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. As we sing in today in Lochan song, all we sing here, Kali Hati. The Keval Ananda Sangha. We simply, uh, uh, mind, ocean of, uh, bliss. This process has given my late Lord Chaitanya. It's simply blissful. If you see, like in the Bhagavad Gita, the Astanga Yoga process goes to the Narakusa grass, facing in a particular direction, then stare at the tip of your nose, control your breathing. This is a very, tedious process. One has to undergo too much difficulty, a lot of difficulty, in order to achieve success in this regard. But by taking the chanting of Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Ram, 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 Followers, they used to come and they used to very humbly beg to the people. They please, my dear sir, you're most intelligent, you're most learned, you're most qualified person. I don't know why you're begging like this. No, no, you are a very uh, learned person. Therefore, I just want to say one thing to you that you don't mind. No, no, you can say, because you are a very cultured person, right? Now, therefore, I wanted to speak this, if you don't mind. No, no, I don't mind, you can say, are you sure? Yes, why not? Are you positive that I can say it? Yes. And if I say it, you won't just refuse me. No, no, no. Whatever you want. Then I decided, what do you want? Small things to say. All right, you can say it already. Sir, mm-hmm. kindly forget everything you know. And simply, take something of the time there. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama. See, whatever we know in the material world are all the relative truths. They have nothing to do with Krishna consciousness. In fact, even that, although Lord Chaitanya's movement is very scientifically presented, so that people who are interested in a philosophy, they can know that this movement is completely <coughs> authorized and uh, bona fide. But even the uh, process given in other uh, Quran is not so complete. 
as is given in Bhagavatam, where Chaitanya Bhaiji follows to our Lord. Srimad Bhagavatam and the Bhagavatam. Chant Hare Krishna and worship Krishna. So you can imagine these different manus and demigods who have such a long lifespan. And they see that here, even 10,000 years for them, is nothing. It's just a flash. Bing, it's finished. They see here, Lord Chaitanya's movement is there. In this short time, people are coming in 50, 60, 100 years lifespan. They're chanting Hare Krishna and they're able to go back to Godhead. They're crying. How to get down? How to take advantage of this special opportunity? So, Somehow or another, by the Father's mercy of the Lord, we are present on this earth at this time, just after the appearance of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. The Lord Chaitanya was present on the planet when Christopher Columbus discovered the America. Actually, that's a public holiday in South America. So, not very far before, Chaitanya recorded history. Lord Chaitanya has found places and all still present. So this way, we should, however, not miss the chance. Vishoya Acharya. Give up sense gratification. Vishoya. Vishoya. What is Vishoya? Vishoya means a desire to enjoy the senses. Vishoya can be both gross and subtle. Someone may desire to enjoy the sense gratification through the gross senses. Or someone may desire to enjoy through the mind, through various mental speculations. Also, sometimes people like to be controllers, they want to control others, and they want to adopt some form of uh, so-called mental monodharma, some philosophy. So all these gross and subtle sense gratification, vishoya, chariya, it can be given up. We don't do things with a desire to enjoy. We do them so that we are pleasing to Krishna. This is completely different than what is the norm in the material world. Even the so-called religious people, they pray to Krishna or God, Oh, God in heaven, how will be thy name? Give us our daily bread. Give us our requirements. Give us what we need. Give us our sense gratification. Give us peace. Let us all pray for peace. So we can have uninterrupted sense gratification. But our sense gratification may come and never end. Unfortunately, that's all illusion. We go up in the beginning stages of devotional service to withdraw from sense gratification appears to be a bitter pill to take. But for those who are advanced in Krishna consciousness, sense gratification itself is a kind of distraction. So, therefore the the pure devotees, they, they avoid the sense gratification. Of course, living in a material world, you can avoid some gratification of the senses. But therefore, that those activities which, uh, all the activities the devotee performs, as we read last night, are simply done for the pleasure of Krishna. If you do for the pleasure of Krishna, that means it's not vishoya, it's seva, it's devotional service. Vishoya means that we do it because we want to enjoy it. Through the senses. So the sense gratification never satisfies anyone. Rubbing of the skin together in itself is not gratifying, even if it gives some pleasure. So sometimes great souls like Priyavata, 
uh, describes that although he was a great soul, but he also became, started to act just like an ordinary man, and very attached to his wife, and uh, act like an ordinary person. But this maya is very strong. One shouldn't think that uh, everyone gets uh, bewildered by maya, but I can, I can catch the big fish and not get wet. I can uh, play with maya and I won't get stuck. Like the American folk story where the tar baby got, who got stuck in the tar baby? October of the or something? Yeah. So, so George's story. Yeah. It happened right here. <laughs> it's still happening. People are still getting stuck in the tar baby. More and more rabbits are born every day, and they're all getting stuck. So, Krishna consciousness is meant to free people from the uh, bondage of old age and death. As soon as we uh, give up the desire for sense gratification and say, yes, Krishna, I want to actually serve you, that is actually the beginning of our spiritual life in a real positive sense. From that time, say, Rose Mojiya. We can always be absorbed in ecstasy of the Krishna conscious nectar. It's not that, you see, people are always afraid if I give up sense gratification, then what do I have? What is life but sense gratification? Everyone working hard, day and night, struggling, working double jobs so that they can enjoy sense gratification. Even great pundits like uh, Sukracharya, like Daksha and so many others, well, they're from convinced that you need sense gratification. Without sense gratification, what is life? So, it's not unusual that people are so working so hard for sense gratification. It's a very natural thing. It's part of the material conditioning to always be desirous of sense gratification. But actually, Krishna consciousness has nothing to do with this material world. Krishna consciousness is of the transcendental world. By practicing Krishna consciousness, sincerely one is liberated even while being in the material world. Even if one's a third class devotee, they're imperceptibly liberated when they worship the deity and engage in very strict Krishna consciousness. So, if somehow or another someone chants Hare Krishna, they practice Krishna consciousness even without being a great scholar, knowing so many aspects of the philosophy, they still can taste the joy, they can taste the ecstasy. But uh, for preaching, in order to convince people about the, the efficacy of the effectiveness of chanting Hare Krishna, the devotees do study the Bhagavad Gita, the Shino Bhagavatam, and the Chaitanya Charyamid, and other very good riches. So, you give up the vishoya, the desire for self-gratification. As I mentioned, people think that if I give this up, what do I have? But it's not like in the impersonal yoga and other types of yoga, you give it up, then you don't actually have a replacement. It's just by sheer willpower, and then some, many times they fall down, even before achieving perfection. So Krishna consciousness is vishoya choriya, choriya, teirase mojiya. Although you're giving up Vishwaya, you're giving up sense gratification, the desire for sense gratification, one enjoys, he revels 
in the ecstasy of Krishna consciousness. In that rasa, in that nectar of Krishna consciousness. So in other words, if one doesn't absorb themselves in Krishna's service, Krishna's uh, chanting, Krishna's reading, Krishna's uh, aspect, if one doesn't cultivate that rasa to replace the vishaya, then there will be some painful situation or some anger. One will feel uncomfortable for giving up the vishaya, but if one is actually absorbed in the rasa, the nectar of chanting and hearing, they won't feel the inconvenience through giving up vishaya. Rather, they'll feel peaceful, they'll feel more uh, pleased and happy. And Jagai Manai, when they were delivered, Oh, this explained this before. There was a big commotion in Yamalok, in Yamaraja's place. They couldn't believe so many karmas the Jagai Madai had accrued. They were going to really get smashed. Instead, Nikai when they surrendered at the lotus feet, completely forgave them. And initiated them in chanting Hare Krishna. So they had a total peace fight. So when the Staff at Yamaraja's place came to him and explained that now Chagai Madai have uh, been delivered of all their sinful reactions. And Jamaraj said, Well, how much could they have? You know, oh, they had so much, it would take rooms and rooms of books to write it all down. So many times. Volumes. Volumes. Thousands of volumes be written about their sinful activities. Actually, Lord Chaitanya was pleased. <coughs> so, <coughs> we can take this advantage of the mercy of Lord Chaitanya. He says, Jagai Maharaj took the advantage. Lord Shiva went to Yamalok and saw Yamaraj who had fainted actually, became unconscious. And then he asked, well, then what happened with Lord Shiva? And Yamaraj heard that uh, Nitai Gaur delivered Jagai Maharaj. He had so many karmas, he fainted. So everyone there thought that he was unconscious because he was shocked. Oh, so many sins were just forgiven. Actually, he was in love with Lord Chaitanya Kananda. He was so impressed, so overwhelmed by their mercy that in ecstasy he fainted. So when Lord Shiva came and visited, he saw that everyone was changed. Everyone was uh, upset because Yamaraj, something happened. He went there and saw Yamaraj was at that time, Lord Shiva saw the year Yamaraj was laying unconscious and his attendants are fanning him, putting water, trying to bring him about. They said, oh, look at Lord Shiva, Yamaraj has fainted. Why? He explained what happened. He said, oh, this is not because uh, he is feeling separation from them. This is not because he rather is in shock. This is because he is feeling separation from the Lord. He's feeling the love for the Lord. So therefore, he's saying it. If you chant Hare Krishna in his ear, so he chant Hare Krishna in his ear and he'll come about. So then he got all of the people in Yamaraja's place to chant Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Ram, Hare Ram, Ram Ram. Then he and all the, and then the whole court of Yamaraja started to chant. And then Yamaraja himself came conscious and he chanted. Dance with Lord Shiva. This way, the different demigods—they all participated. It's actually the whole universe. They benefited by this movement of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. 
Bhakti Siddhanta Sarsi Thakur sometimes talks about building other planets for preaching after finishing here. So, there's a lot of places to preach. Even this, we see here that the Priyavata Maharaj would explain that although he was a great soul, he appeared lost in the feminine conduct of his life. He was a great soul, actually. He wasn't so entangled. But you can see that, I mean, that, uh, in this way, even these uh, other planets, people get very absorbed with sense gratification. And they don't do pure devotional service. Pure devotional service is performed in the spiritual world. Even in the higher planetary systems, they may know about Krishna. They may know about Vishnu. Certainly, they're devas. But, they get swept away with wife and family and husband and the whole works, and they don't uh, chant Hare Krishna, they don't engage in pure devotional service. One time Bhakti Siddhanta Jaitaka was probably walking along and he looked up at the moon and said, there in the moon planet they are simply uh, getting absorbed more and more in Vishaya, sense gratification. They don't know about, they are neglecting their pure devotional service. One will go there and preach. They say he wasn't talking about the barren moon that uh, scientists have alleged, allegedly found of the higher existence of the moon planet where the people reside in subtle or elevated dimension or stratum. So Krishna consciousness, we have this special mandate now. We have to make the world Krishna conscious quickly Pass on the responsibility to others to take up and continue their work and go on and continue their preaching in other cities, other states, other countries, other planets in the universe. Actually, people are worried about the UFOs of the devotees. UFO comes and they distribute Prabhupada's books so they can take them to other planets. <laughs> and spread Krishna consciousness by Brihat Nidranda. This time what we do might get a letter <laughs> from other galaxies. We have exchanged your books. <laughs> they were left on top of Smoky Mountain. And we stopped there. <laughs> now our whole planetary system is chanting. Thank you very much. Good night everyone! Whether to uh, that uh, system or by just going there in the next birth, just to join each other planet. The devotees actually are already liberated. If they always stay absorbed in Krishna consciousness, the suffering of the material world is actually distant from them. So we can take advantage of this uh, process, remain always on the transcendental platform, chant Hare Krishna, and uh, be happy, make others happy. If the days of Manu are going by, just like uh, like uh, our days go by, I mean, just very quickly. What to speak, his life is so many millions of years long. Uh, life is just the C60. Actually, nowadays, there are all the statistics about long life. That if you eat this diet, the percentage of people who have a vegetarian diet will live longer than if they have meat diet. All the statistics. Statistics are all right just for general making government policies and for advertising purposes. But there's always the uh, like 
80% of the people will live longer or something. What about the 20% that don't? There's athletes, 20% have sudden drop dead after running or something when they're in their 20s. How many? Well, these are quirks you can't anticipate. You can't anticipate that sooner or later you're going to have to leave. And there's no guarantee that people are going to live to be 80 or 100. Many people, besides that sharpshooter, basketball player that yeah, fell dead at 40, he was a pure vegetarian, all of the good living standards and smoke or anything. So they did the autopsy and they found that his heart was wired the wrong way. It didn't have any blood corpuscles on the left side of the heart. It didn't have any arteries on the one side of his heart. The normal people, they would die at the age of the 20s if they have that defect, heart defect. Somehow he lived till he was 40. So nobody knows, they, they can't anticipate how long a person's going to live. There's already programmed obsolescence. One person's heart may, as they call it, cardiac arrest. They just stop beating any time. You don't exercise, may build up cholesterol and you start, uh, if you exercise, they may say, okay, there's no guarantee. So the insurance policy is Chan Harikrishna. We're giving life insurance. Meet your life insurance. Chan Harikrishna. And uh, always remain on the transcendental platform. Actually, why we're discussing here Maharaj Priyavrata? Because he was a devotee. He was responsible. He was a family man. His children came to the Paramahamsa's great Manus who preserved Dharma in the universe. Who's going to remember who was the third president of the United States, even in this planet? But whoever was uh, spiritually minded, actually their name will be long. People are trying hard to make a little niche for themselves in history, a little sense gratification. Actually, the Krishna conscious, being Krishna conscious, that's the way to achieve any kind of success, even if you have material desires. Somebody wants sense gratification, what is the use anyway? If you have a desire for sense gratification, even then if they perform devotional service, become a model. Live for 71 times 4,320,000 years. Why commit so many sinful activities, lie to just to become even a president of the United States for 8,000 years, and then you're, after that, you don't want to look at your face. So even if someone wants sense gratification, they should perform pure devotional service. Atamo sarvakamo. Or if they want liberation, they should perform pure devotion to each other. And if they're pure devotees, they don't have desire for everyone's sense gratification. They don't have any... Of course, if you take birth as a manu, say that a person chants Hare Krishna desires, let me really have a nice life, let me enjoy. So they take birth on the planet of manu or some other than you got. Well, they're there for the next so many million years. They're gonna, that means the Chaitanya Mahavas will look. Few Kali Yugas already go by before they even know it. They're there, they missed the chance. Actually, this is such a great opportunity that we're here, Lord Chaitanya's movement is here. We can give up Vishoya, Vishoya Acharya, we can just give up sense gratification. Once and for all. So easily, how? Say, Rafi Mojiya, we can absorb ourselves in the ecstasy of chanting Hare Krishna. Other planets, they still, they don't may not be doing this Harinam Sankirtan. They may just be sitting there still trying to do meditation, thinking about all the sense gratification. Can't fix their mind in that. They do some puja or prayer, but actually they're 
their desires to enjoy their senses and they have really good senses to enjoy. Now, income tax agents raiding them and once in a while they have to defend against a few demons that they're a little bit upset and want to take over. But apart from that, they're a long life. But then this way they, they miss the chance to, to, to actually, therefore the devotees, they don't think at all. Just like now in, the, in this world people are, we have to help the poor suffering people. People in India don't have brick houses for living, mud houses, because everyone should have food, but Actually, the, the people that just uh, have this uh, compassion, they feel sorry. Why? Because some of us have enough sense gratification. The devotees, they want people should not only be peacefully material, peaceful materially, but they feel sad even when they see someone enjoying sense gratification. That this person is missing the real happiness of them. The Lochan Bhaskaka, then he's praying, you know. I am so unfortunate that although I have this opportunity to absorb myself, in the movement of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, to just absorb myself in the nectar of chanting Hare Krishna. Instead, my mind is always thinking about sense gratification, always going off, showing that I have no spontaneous desire to chant Hare Krishna. How will I get this mercy? Instead, I'm suffering, often I'm getting kicked. Why? Not because of any other reason. Because it's my own karma. I deserve it. This way, the devotee doesn't hold Krishna responsible. If he suffers, he knows it's because I deserve it. Actually, I deserve worse than I'm getting. Krishna's probably reduced it just to a token fraction. Now we should take advantage of the movement of Lord Chaitanya. Without the desire for self-gratification, the prophet motive is not completely, at least by regulating, by dovetailing everything, by regulative principle. If we have to do some sense gratification, if our senses are not peaceful otherwise, then do it in a regulated manner in such a way that we can offer it to Krishna. As we eat Krishna prasada, we offer our children to Krishna, train them to be devotees, have them in a proper manner. All these things. In this way, absorb ourselves more and more in chanting Hare Krishna, and that, uh, that rasa, that ecstasy, that nectar, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare 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 Hare